we're down one American. Unfortunately, Jay can't be here today as he's sick as everybody is getting sick right now because it's uh, the win not not quite the winter it's autumn it's tis the season tis the season to get a cold but you both are making up for it hopefully two americans <laughs> double the trouble <laughs> double the trouble live, <laughs> live in the studio loni and sean whereabouts are you from in america We are from North Carolina on the East Coast. North Carolina, and you are a couple. We are a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and not one of those couples where one is German and one's American, and that's why they came here. Exactly, yeah. You are both from the States, and until recently, that's where you lived. Yes. And then for some reason, you said, hey, let's move to Berlin. Yeah, pretty much. It was extremely spontaneous. And for the most part, when people meet us, I clearly don't look German. So a lot of people ask, well, is your husband German? Like, why did you move? And I'm like, no, we're definitely both born and raised North Carolina. But um, that question of why Berlin, we get it all the time. Uh, essentially, we came in 2021 on a summer tour. And I have a friend who is studying university here. And when I told her we were coming to Europe, she graciously opened up her home to us, said, I'm not going to be there, but please just stay in my flat, like enjoy the city. And it was summer. So we were catfished. <laughs> <laughs> Berlin is just so glorious in the summer. And we were here for five days. And I remember being on a train to Switzerland and looking up the immigration laws. Like it was that immediate that we were like, we can definitely move here. And exactly. Yeah, one evening on the U-Bahn, we were like, wow, this is just such a cozy city. On the U-Bahn of on all places, this is literally the ugliest place. Oh, <laughs> loved it. <laughs> kind of similar to Jay's story. I remember in episode one, he's like, yeah, I came to Berlin for, um, for a few days and fell in love with the city and then said, okay, I need to move here. So you made up your mind to just pack up and move here and the reason i invited you on the show is because you shared your preparation your planning mm -hmm. which is very german it's <laughs> incredibly detailed so how much time between the decision of moving here and actually moving here seven months yeah seven after months. visiting berlin last summer it was six months later six or seven months later seven that months, we yeah and what was your life in the U.S. at that point? Like, what were your jobs? Yeah, so we were newlyweds when we came. We got married November of 2021. So prior to marriage, I changed my jobs just so I could be a little bit closer to our new home. Sean was working uh, in the town we were living in, or close to the town we were living in. It's called Greenville. Yes, and I'm a barber by trade. So I've been doing that for six years. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was also working at a cafe. So, by no means tech degree, by no means are we software engineers. We were just two kids saving up money and going on trips. Just like, living literally. the layperson life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very blue collar. Great episode titles. <laughs> just two kids. <laughs> just okay. two kids living life. <laughs> okay. And so then you made this decision hey, Berlin in the summer is it? Mm -hmm. That's where we want to be. And I'm pulling up the document that you shared in your first or second email that you sent. It's the 2023 
Berlin Move Plan. And it's chronologically sorted. Yes. Starting with before travel, three months prior. So basically the idea for this episode is that you're going to walk us through kind of Obviously, you're here now. Yeah, you've you've managed. You've you've we done did it. it. Yeah, you're here, um, and we're going to go through kind of the whole process. Mm -hmm. So, what were the things that you did before? Okay, so coming? I mean, immediately, summer 2021 on the train, I'm reading the full legal text of immigration law, which category we'd fall under. I think it was either like section 18 or 19. Uh, residence visa for employment. I even messaged, like, this is crazy, all the things I did on that one train ride. I messaged a hotline of, like, make it in Berlin or make it in Germany. I messaged them as my husband. I was like, hey, if I'm a barber and I have this licensing, blah, 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 am Wait, I able... Wait, you pretended to be your husband? No. Why Why would you just say, like, I'm asking? I don't know. <laughs> because I was like, I can't be, I'm like... <laughs> That's hilarious. Discredit that. We are one, okay? Okay. <laughs> we Understood. are one. So, Sean and Loni Downey want to know, if I am a barber with these qualifications, yada, yada, could I get a visa? And I think two or three days later, the hotline replied, and they're like, yeah, you could get a visa. What what hotline is this? This is the first time I've ever heard of this hotline. It is a full like portal. And literally the title is Make It in Germany. And they are there to help you with whatever you need. I even messaged them later. I was like, well, if I work in like gastro like the gastro industry, like, can I get a visa as well? And they were so helpful. They were like, it's not the easiest because so many European Union people could do that. But I think because It's just specialized enough. Exactly. There's a bit of a chink there where yeah. you, you know, it's still menial, but not every other EU citizen can do it. Yeah, it falls under the trade and skilled worker like category to being a barber because he had a certification for it. Did you find the make it in Germany? Is this like a government thing? It's a government Bundesministerium thing. Bundesministerium für Wirtschaft und Klimaschutz. What? Yeah. Isn't that sweet of the German government? To be How like, hey, kind? <laughs> It's the Come. Ministry for Economics and Climate. Literally, they need workers. And that's kind of the revelation that I had in that moment. Like, Sean has a skill and we can bring it here in Germany and be useful to the government, which also I did a lot of research on the labor shortage and how there's so many elderly ones that are, you know, getting into their pension and they need people to essentially prop it up. They need workers. So... When you said hotline, I imagined it being some, not quite scam, but <laughs> essentially someone who's making a quick buck by telling helpless Americans, yeah, you do need a visa for this. No, but this is like a legit official government sponsored, hey, if you want to come to Germany, we want to help you. So that's good to know because it's true. We do very much need immigration because we're not making any kids in Absolutely, this country yeah. and so there's another hotline for that <laughs> if i need help making kids okay so um you called the hotline and they so but i do want to understand what visa did you end up applying for because my understanding was always that it's easy to get a visa or possible if it's a highly specialized job but barbers like no offense but barbers and uh waiters or people in in the 
gastro what's the what's the word that we both can think think of gastronomy gastronomy yeah, yeah. Exactly. and the gastronomy I'm a gastronomer I, I wanted to say like gastronomic or something I was like that's not right yeah. so what's the visa that you ended up getting i think it's called a skilled workers visa i believe is the terminology yeah and how did that work oh man that was pretty smooth honestly like in hindsight it was an extremely smooth process when you're living it, it does not feel smooth and you're just like crying and stressed. And I mean, this has completely opened up my eyes to the plight of like undocumented immigrants mm -hmm. and just how difficult that is because coming from the States and having a Mexican background, you kind of just live with that your whole life. So you just become like desensitized to just how impacting that is like it even affects your self-worth because it makes you think where do i belong am i allowed to be somewhere why is this passport more eligible or more desirable than this passport so it was kind of like a emotional experience applying for the visa um but ultimately because we were able to have a barbershop that said yes we need sean mm -hmm. downey like they were able to provide some sort of letter outlining why they needed this specific skill and before moving um i corresponded with a relocation agency that honestly just took off so much of the stress and weight off of our shoulders mm -hmm. they answered all the questions we had um at the bottom of my <laughs> move plan i have like the notes and the questions i would ask them they're a wonderful berlin-based company it's called expats in wonderland and from the moment I talked with them, told them our situation, they were able to outline step-by-step step what we needed to do in order to apply. How expensive was this service? So for both of us, it was 1050 Okay, that's reasonable. Yeah, and I mean, they were available at all times, you know? So if we had a question, if we needed help with filling out documents or... Just, you know, kind of being the go-between. They also had a lawyer involved. So it wasn't just some relocation team. They also hire a lawyer to then apply for you specifically. To sue. Yeah, sue the <laughs> it, yeah to, to be on top of them. Uh, and yeah, definitely, I think it helped. It came in handy and it provided just a huge peace of mind yeah. because they were able to have like a well-defined timeline of how long we could expect before uh -huh. uh, from signing a contract to the visa process. And I think... If we hadn't had them, just the lack of of knowing would have mm -hmm. just been devastating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably definitely possible to do this by yourself. Like, you don't of need course. to pay a service like this, but I can see how it would just make it so much easier and kind of give you peace of mind that there's not going to be anything you forget about that you learn when you're at the airport. <laughs> yeah, no. And it was just the thing, like all of the forms and everything, of course, you can find the translated versions. You can do it yourself. But... Just knowing that they were able to step-by-step, step, boom, I need this paper and it needs to be certified in this way. And for us just to, okay, we'll do the legwork, we'll get you what you need. But then knowing that they're submitting everything on our behalf was so just mm -hmm. comforting. And yeah, maybe we could have saved a thousand euros, but in the long run, it was worth it. It was also really nice because at one point while we were waiting for our Auslander Behoder appointment, um, you know, we started to honestly run out of money a bit. So the lawyer was able to communicate with, um, they were able to 
communicate with them and I was able to get a permission to work until our appointment. Ah, okay. So it was it was honestly nice to have like, Great. a bit of an extension there and leeway. So the visa that you have now, how long does that last and what does it entitle you to do or not? Yeah, so we applied for the employment slash residency visa. Um, we applied for three years, but they granted us four years. So until May of 2027, we have authorization to seek gainful employment. Um, so since Sean is a barber, it is attached with the specific barbershop he's at for two years. After those two years, he is able to then work at any barbershop. And he's also available to take up freelance work, I think, within his profession. Yeah, I believe I can apply for a, a specific permit or whatever to send invoices. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it would be technically considered freelance, but it would it would work this a similar way. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's the barbershop? You want to plug the barbershop? Of course, I would love to. Uh, it is Rowdy Barbershop. There's three very nice locations here in... In Berlin, one in Friedrichshain, uh, Prinzlauerberg, and then, of course, one in Charlottenburg. Uh-huh. Of, of course. Of course. Of course, Charlottenburg. Of How course. could you not have a They have barb- the best hair in Charlottenburg. <laughs> you should see the hair that goes through Charlottenburg. <laughs> I know. Those kids in Charlottenburg, they look amazing. Cool. By the way, we'll put the important things that you mentioned in the show notes, but you also created kind of a what would you call this whiteboard <laughs> yeah. storyboard uh, like a flow chart flow mind chart map situation that has like all of your recommendations mm-hmm. and services and tips so we can just link to that and uh, you can print it it looks very pretty thank you so then you figured all of that out before you came mm-hmm. mostly at least and then you traveled to germany yes in the thick of winter we took our... And then you immediately regretted having come to Berlin. No, I think we still found it charming. Yeah, we were... Okay, so in North Carolina, there are winters, but nothing quite as, like... Harsh. As harsh. Yeah, exactly. Nothing quite as harsh as Or as relentless, I think is... Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So we arrived and it's kind of like, you know, you're somewhere that you've never really experienced it before. I think Sean and I are both okay with trying to find the positive and the good of like, okay, well, this is a situation now. All right, why why complain, right? Which is very non-German, I've learned, right? True. <laughs> so you booked one-way flights mm-hmm. from JFK to Berlin. Yes. 300 euros each, dollars $300 each. $300 each, yeah. It's cheap. Yeah, it was extremely cheap. Crazy. No, and that Including was like... two exactly. bags per person? No. Yeah, so two huge undercarriage bags to carry on bags and then like our personal items but then what did you do with all your other stuff because americans have more stuff than we that. do have a lot of stuff in america yeah in general still you'd say oh no i'm just saying americans oh, okay yeah, yeah accumulate yeah <laughs> yeah what we just sold a lot i mean yeah we sold a lot of our things i think we still have our car you th- we, Wait, we do have on. our car. I yeah. think you still I have a car. We, we, we do may have car. still have the car. <laughs> I mean, who knows? It's probably like broke down and doesn't work anymore. It was a cathartic experience to shed so much stuff. You realize how, how little you really need. I agree. I mean, I, I did this once when I left to travel the world for a few years and I basically sold everything or gave away everything. I, ha- I kept a few memories in yeah. like my mom's attic. 
but it's really nice getting rid of everything and just feel so free. Yeah, it was really cool because, again, we got home from Europe in July of 20... Oh, the trip was 2022, I think. It's last year. Anyway, we got home and in seven months we were like, all right, let's do it. So, yeah, we told our bosses, hey, we're leaving. And then we just started getting rid of things little by little. Um, and, yeah, but the two months before we moved, we... We lived with my parents right before we moved and we had like next to nothing. Mm -hmm. So then you got here and you have a list of all the things you had to do immediately mm -hmm. after arrival. So basically you still, even though you started worrying about the visa before, you still came with the tourist visa. Right. Which having a one-way flight is not a problem, I guess. They didn't ask us didn't for ask. any verification that we had return flights. So Okay, and so did they ask anything? Cuz what like what if they had asked you what's the reason of your visit? Will you want to move here? I yeah. That's probably not okay, no? I, I would have said probably vacation would wouldn't be <laughs> wouldn't we, have been a lie. You know what? Cuz like, we lived we, easy for that first 3 months. <laughs> yeah, I mean we definitely could have been here and then said, "Hey, actually no." Right, right, because we didn't have anything I like submitted. Your Let uh, your conscience be your guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your conscience. Okay, but so then you did want to stay, and so what were all the things you had to do? Yeah, so since we were arriving as U.S. citizens, we were able to register at the Burgamp. Mm -hmm. uh, we did that. I I scheduled our appointment like before we even moved in February. We moved in February. Very smart because appointments are rare. And so you're talking about the Anmeldung. Yeah, yes, your apartment, we did. Which yeah. is a huge topic always for everybody because it's such a like catch-22 because you need the Anmeldung for the visa, exactly. but you also shouldn't do the Anmeldung before you have the visa. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, yeah, you just need to do the Anmeldung because it really opens the door to many things. Right. So same thing, my friend who lives in Berlin um, when I told her, hey, now we went to Berlin, we're thinking of moving. She was like, cool, I'm going to go do med like study medicine in Cape Town uh, for three months in February. Do you want to stay in my place? And we were like, absolutely, yes. S say no more. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why the decision to come in February really just... I think it expedited everything. It was like, okay, cool. Now we have a date. Hmm. Um, and so she was able to get permission from her landlord to then allow us to do Anmeldung at her address. And so, yeah, we arrived February 22nd. Our Anmeldung appointment was March 1st. And then the next day, I think we met with the relocation agent to start our visa application. It's a good point about permission because often when you find kind of temporary housing or a vige, a shared apartment, yeah. often it'll say no unmeld. No unmeld. <laughs> because um because often the landlords don't want it or it's just not permitted to even rent out your apartment yeah. or have a mitbewohner. Yeah. And so they don't want the landlord to know at all. So that's always a tricky situation. So it's good that you had someone who was like, yeah, yeah, you can stay here and you can even do your Anmeldung. Um, that really helps. But as a workaround, I'm also saying this 
you know, you have to see, I, I think, strictly speaking, you're not supposed to do this, but many people have the Anmeldung at a friend's place, mm -hmm. even if they're not technically living there, just so yeah. they can receive official letters and stuff in the beginning. So then you had the Anmeldung and then you started the visa procedure mm -hmm. or finished it, I should say. Yeah, well, in order to then apply for the visa, we had to secure work contracts, which was a whole uh, thing on its own. So the other thing yeah. that was missing. Yeah, so I have some stuff written in here, like, get a telephone plan. So that same week, we went to Aldi and we mm -hmm. got, like, these SIM cards. And we were also open, able to open up our bank account. Since we had already done the Anmeldung, mm -hmm. we were able to use that to get our N26 account, which has been pretty good so far. Like, no complaints on that front. Um, so yeah, then it was the the scramble to secure these work contracts mm -hmm. because before we moved, again, we had already started laying the groundwork, corresponding with different, so on Sean's end, he was corresponding with different barbershops. I was corresponding with different cafes, sending in applications, even doing interviews before we moved. All in English. All in English. Yeah. Not a problem. Kein problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I mean, this is where we kind of ran into our first bit of trouble. I I will say everyone we interacted with was was very lovely. Um, I think for both of us, just at the end of the day, uh, the format of the payment didn't work out exactly to what we needed. Uh, we both needed a contract, not freelance. Or, ah, so they were like, yeah, you can work here, but only on a freelance basis. <laughs> or at, le at least for me, yes, that's how it was. And ah. so I, I had corresponded with co-barbers, uh, it's an amazing barbershop. It's just incredible and really lovely people working there. Um, but even though it wasn't able to materialize, um, Kerr was super helpful. He recommended uh, another shop that he had a good experience with, uh, Rowdy, where I'm at now. And uh, after maybe two and a half weeks or so of you know running around, I was able to sign a contract with them uh, and they've been just lovely. Yeah, which the contract offered everything that was needed in order to apply for the visa. So we knew one of the points was like, okay, we need to get a contract that has a decent amount of hours so that the German government can see it and be like, oh, cool, like he can provide for himself. And then in that case, since we were going to do a family reunification visa for myself, mm -hmm. um, Sean was able to be the main applicant for the residency slash employment visa and then i was like i applied with him mm -hmm. as a so you didn't resident. need to find a job right exactly away. yeah if i didn't want to work i could just roam the streets of berlin like she's a, a free agent free, i'm a free agent i can do whatever i want but because i'm an american gal that wants to be working i was also looking for uh, <laughs> that was weird i was i was looking for coffee shops to to work at and doing interviews and yeah i mean as long as i was able to show that i had previous work experience that's a big thing honestly in berlin mm -hmm. like german maybe not so so necessary however previous experience they they really don't want to spend yeah. so much time training which i understand yeah which i understand because yeah. i've honestly not spent so much work in gastronomy as an employee but I have as a customer, and you can tell the difference between someone who's 
just starting out and it's very easily because it's so stressful, right? It is like, a stressful it's a environment. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the problem, but it's just like, I mean, I know the popular places, you know, they're busy. They're yeah, busy crazy. and it is a stressful job. And you can really tell when someone's overwhelmed and you can see when someone has experience. It's just like, yeah, you know. Yeah, worry. absolutely. And so I understand. And English, yeah, it's it's part of it's it's part of the Berlin cliche almost that um kind of the hipper the place, the the least necessary it is to speak German, kinda like it's it's expected that many of the customers, most, maybe most of the customer or many of the customers and maybe most of the employees will not be from Germany and that's fine. Yeah, no, I mean, I had the opportunity to work at a cafe, um, Coffee Circle, really, really amazing. Like the quality, the staff, everyone there is is really phenomenal. Um, I know that gastro gets a really bad rep for just mistreating employees, but I never once felt like it was a, a harsh environment. It was really nice. And the staff was extremely multicultural. We had people from Ireland, people from Greece, uh, people from Peru, myself from the States. So it was just really, really nice that it created this environment where it didn't matter where you were from as long as you had experience and you were really a good, had a great uh, way of interacting with others, Mm -hmm. then you were hired. So I think they really put that into importance there. Like, Cool be a good team player and you can make the cut. And so you're both employed after like two weeks, basically. On paper. Yeah, on paper. (laughs) On paper, okay. And then how much longer did it take to to actually be working? June? Yeah, June. So that's like how long after you arrived? Four months. Okay. Four months. So you did have, so this is good to know, you know, if people kind of want to Follow your savings buffer. Save accordingly. Yeah, exactly. You need a few months where you are possibly not. Or an online gig of sorts. Online or something. I mean, stuff that you can always. Actually, this is something that I don't know. That if someone's listening who knows more about this, maybe we could have you on the show. But I think cleaning, there's now these apps and stuff where you can more or less start tomorrow. Right. If you're, if you're, willing and able to do that and then also like delivery services mm-hmm. uh void and Lieferando and stuff like that i think they basically always look for people so but i don't know we haven't had anyone on the show who's done this so it's take it with a grain of salt but it's probably better to have some savings yes because at the end of the day once you put in you let the government know like hey i'm here i want to live here then you kind of have to adhere to the German laws. Mm. So you're not which able makes to sense. work. Yeah. So you're not able to work. Mm. Honestly, that's what it comes down to. to. You visa. have to wait for the approval. So let your conscience be your guide. If you want to work in that time frame, cool. Mm. Just technically no, it's not point. allowed until you get that authorization. Yeah, yeah. So you you got the job offer, but weren't able to work because you hadn't gotten the visa, which from an employer perspective also really sucks it's, it's a bummer that i mean that they are like yes we want this person to work for us but then they have to wait like the government needs to get its shit together and this needs to be so much faster yeah it was i think it even comes with a guilt component being oh. an employee because you're like oh man they've really gone out of their way to 
mm-hmm. give little old me a, a chance and then they're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Totally. So it is a shame. Yeah. So you get finally get your visa three months in, four months in? Yeah. So just about three months in, like the exact timeline of it was on April 6th, we got the email that our application was submitted. Mm-hmm. There were maybe about five weeks that passed. And then our agent that was working on our application said, we need a little bit more information. Mm-hmm. So then from April 6th until June 8th is how long it took for us to get approved. What was the information they were missing? So apparently our scans were not to the quality that they wanted. The scan was completely legible, very crisp. However, they needed it in a different format. Very crisp It was scans? a crisp scan of our documents. Which crisp format did you send them in? I mean, I did the whole like was it, take wh- a picture and then convert it to PDF. Uh-huh. And it looked good, but they were like not good enough. So I, <laughs> I had, like it. I had to go to like a place, the printery shop, like and have it in high resolution scan. Really? Literally that picky. I it was just so silly. Another point, good to have an agent because then they were like messaging them, what's going on? Why is this not going through? But yeah, That's it was so that picky. Because I've often heard stories. I was expecting something like, oh, the health insurance that we bought didn't include pregnancy, for example, something like that. Those are reasons that I know can can be like, nope, we can't give you a visa because you're missing that one tiny mm. thing. But I've never heard of no, the scans of the documents being in the wrong format. It seemed literally. Literally. crisp enough. <laughs> so silly. Like I can show you a side-by-side of the one that we submitted originally and then the one that was submitted after. Next to no difference. But Spot the differences. Yeah, spot the differences. <laughs> it's the same. But that's literally all they needed. So then... I mean, that's uh, one of the big pieces of criticism is that so many things come down to the specific person who handles your submission. So... You know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. So honestly, that did delay us because when we talked with our relocation agent, she had essentially said, by the time we submit, it's five weeks and you can start working. It's five Mm -hmm. weeks and you get authorization because it technically goes through a different branch of the Ausländerbehörde. It's like the B1, which is business immigration Mm. services. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it a little quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, they're quicker. Yeah. Because, yeah. If all of this is really, this is good to, it's important to say that if you have this kind of skilled, uh, skilled, what's, what's the word? Skilled uh, trade or trade yeah. visa, then it goes to that specific. Mm-hmm. And they are told by the government, hey, these are the people we need, so make it work. If you come here under different circumstances as a refugee, yeah, even if you're skilled, if that's not the visa you're applying for, it's definitely it's, a different experience. It's going to take much longer. Yeah. But uh, can I just say that I kind of want a relocation agent? That sounds so cool. Every time you say our relocation agent did this, I'm like, why do they have a relocation agent? I know. Agent? It's, I mean, honestly, I'm. it was a great service. And 
I I can't say everyone should do it because I know everyone has different circumstances. Uh, However, we paid with our relocation for our relocation agent because I had been in a really bad car accident in the States. And literally the week before we moved, I got my settlement. That was exactly the amount to pay for the relocation agent. Yeah, we had been on that. I think you have to explain that. (laughs) I know what you're talking about because (laughs) when I was an exchange student in the US, I got into a car accident Mm -hmm. right at the end. Uh, and it was nothing really. I mean, someone crashed into us uh, at the intersection. But then I got a phone call from the other, the person who crashed into us, their insurance. Yep. And they're like, okay, uh, we want to ask you a few questions. Um, and if you agree, then we'll give you like a settlement. Right. And But then you can never sue us, something like <laughs> that. And I was so honest. I was like, yeah, it hurt. Like my, I had like a headache for like two days. <laughs> And yeah, no, nothing else really. And they're like, okay, we'll give you $600. And I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I think I actually had a stroke. <laughs> no, I, I mean, obviously you shouldn't like take advantage of No, that. no, no. But in retrospect, I was a little too easy on them. I was like, no, it was nothing. Don't worry. Because I didn't know this was like, I didn't know this was going to happen. Like I didn't know, I didn't understand the concept of they're asking me questions so that they can then make me an offer. Right. Basically. No, back to why Berlin, these, this car accident had a lot to do with the decision to move and just like how determined we were to be in an area where I didn't have to drive Mm -hmm. because unfortunately we had horrible car drama right before we moved. And in the States, if you don't have a car, especially where we lived, we lived in a very rural area. If you don't have a car, you're walking for 20 miles by a cornfield, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's so, accurate. Yeah. Is that where your car is now? In, the, in a cornfield somewhere. somewhere. cornfield. <laughs> we walked it to hasn't the cornfield. Been de- it hasn't like been detected yet because it's not harvest time. So yeah, see, yeah. I it's see. just under. Okay, so you got a settlement from that. So you weren't hurt, but. I mean, I was. It was actually quite bad. It, oh. it was two weeks right before our wedding. So it was one of those things. It was extremely traumatic. And and I was just honestly driving for the next few months was so terrifying Mm -hmm. to me. And I just, it was. So now the U-Bahn seems even nicer. U-Bahn is my happy place. (laughs) (laughs) It is lovely. Yes. I love it. You ate. Yeah. Give me more. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, so definitely a main thing of like, I'm kind of done with traffic. I'm done with dealing with. The potential to be crashed into all of the time and mm-hmm. just it was just a time vacuum i mean i think we spent an hour and 20 minutes per work day getting to and from from work and i mean we still may have a commute here but we could read or do something productive mm-hmm. Loni can work on her flow charts <laughs> yes exactly amazing okay so now you when we talked before recording you said this is maybe the most important topic Housing. Yeah. How, I mean, you, you got to stay for free at your friend's place for three months. No, we, we did, we did oh, sublease not from for her. free. But yeah, no, no, not for free, but in terms of no time investment, no stress, right. no worries, Zero no Zero stress. Yeah. Tears. I guess that is free in a sense. In a way. Stress free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So before we moved, I was on so many like Berlin forums mm-hmm. and groups on Facebook and it was kind of scary to hear everyone's experiences and just how problematic it was to find housing 
Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that a basic human right to have somewhere to live? Like, come on. Yeah. So it was really kind of intimidating. However, I summoned courage. I made a little housing CV uh, with a picture of both Sean and I talking about who we were, what we were doing in the city, what our plans were. And I posted it on a Facebook group, International Women in Berlin, which is really nice. And through there, uh, someone saw my post and said, hey, I have a flat. I'm leaving. My I haven't posted about it yet. Yeah, I haven't posted about it anywhere, but I saw your post, so maybe we can chat. And wow. we landed in Berlin February 22nd. On February 23rd, we saw the flat, met the couple, liked them, said, let's do this. And then like a week later, we signed a contract to sublease from them. This is not normal, but it is, it is something to take note of because it just proves that the method that used to be normal, that when I first moved to Berlin in 2012 was fine. It was work, but it always worked after a few months months which was checking immobilien scout receiving notifications and then applying yeah that just doesn't w really work anymore i mean it works sometimes yeah if you have a lot of luck and you have all of the things that you need that you can't really have like shufa we've that, talked about this a million yeah. times on this podcast and so personal connections even if they're personal ish because right. it's a group and She's never know. met. What I was never on your her. CV that she was like, um, oh, this. I can, I can, we can add that to the show notes if you'd like. I can give you a yeah. PDF copy of it. But essentially, it just had a picture of us and it said, like, we're Sean and Loney and we're moving to Berlin. Uh, <laughs> give we, us an We are young <laughs> professionals, right? Blue collar professionals, but we're working. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just said where we wanted to be, like, whatever we just wanted a place to live wait um, what what did like, we want to be in Mitte or nine we said uh vetting because vetting honestly has our hearts we love vetting so, so do I. hot take hot take we love vetting. vetting kommt. yeah ah yeah vetting is coming right yeah is that what it says? Okay. but they've been saying that mm -hmm. for forever a while. sponsored years <laughs> yeah so we really liked vetting what else maybe we, we so we did not have friedrichshain on the list because we never spend time in Friedrichshain. And we're like, vetting, that's where we want, are. that's where we want to be. Mm -hmm. And then this flat that we're at now ended up being in vetting, I mean, in Friedrichshain. And oh, so you got the we one love that you it. didn't. We love it. Yeah, we had no idea. So I'm telling friends, I'm like, yeah, we're going to be living like by Friedrichshain or whatever. And they're like, that is an amazing area. Yeah, like, why are you, <laughs> why are you so upset that you're living in Friedrichshain? I'm like, I've never been there before. It just seems too like, mainstream or whatever <laughs> fuck Berkheim. yeah i don't want to be near there <laughs> no but it's, it's too cool it's too cool it's yeah. just too cool for us but it's such yeah i mean not to assign meaning to everything you know it's like obviously there's chance and luck and stuff but the fact that you got exactly what you didn't care about what everybody else really really wants i don't know it just it's interesting our whole approach and like philosophy i think with this move is let's just ride this wave as long as things are going okay mm -hmm. and then we'll reassess you know so, not to say that we didn't put forth loads of effort but things were falling into place fairly well mm -hmm. so while we had that momentum 
Yeah, but we haven't been like, oh, it needs to be 60 square meters and it has to have a balcony and it has to be facing east and it has to be like, our standards are relatively low. So what's the apartment like? What does it cost? What's it like? It's really nice. Um, It's fourth floor, no lift. And I was hoping eight months in, it would be no problem, but I still struggle at the last last. We're floor. still winded. We're like, <gasps> Are you carrying your bike? Oh, no, thankfully. We I have, have a- fourth floor. We do have a lift, but I carry my bike and the bike doesn't fit in the lift. So, we. But keeps you healthy. Yeah. Keeps your butt in shape. My I'm, calves I'm have never grateful. looked better. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I don't care. I'm grateful to have a place to live, honestly. Even if I have to climb six flights, I would do it. What about the cost? Because everybody's always asking. Yes. So we have a 54 square meter flat with two rooms. So one bedroom, one living room, kitchen, and a nice, decent bathroom. It was fully furnished, internet included, every everything's included. We literally just showed up and cool, we have a place to mm-hmm. live. Ten month sublease and it's a thousand one one. One one even each month. Everything included. But that's everything included. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um not cheap, but also not crazy. But so it's a ten months sublease. Are you right. getting nervous? Like what's the plan for afterwards? Well we're <laughs> We're staying in Berlin at least until December of 2024 because she did it again. (laughs) I felt I felt the pressure mounting. You know, I was like, oh, we have to find a flat. We have to find a flat. This is going to be so stressful. So for about three weeks, I was super diligent about checking Immobile and Scout, checking Facebook groups, checking everywhere. And then I ended up on this little orange app called Vigatesgesucht and I found us the next flat. So, coincidentally, both couples that we're subleasing from are traveling South America for like 10 months to a year. Mm -hmm. So, I did the same thing. I saw this girl posted about a flat. We're going to be gone for a year. We're looking for subtenants. Sent her the CV. Sent her a little message about who we were and what we were looking for. And She said that we seemed nice, which is true. (laughs) I hope so, but uh, you seem nice. Yeah, no, she we was are like, nice. She was like, "Cool, come over next week. You could see the flat." And I was like, "Nice." So I messaged her a week later. We went and we saw the flat. She liked us. We liked her, and she was like, "Cool, let's move forward." This is the way to do it. And so the states worked out exactly where you're moving out of one place and moving into the other. One month overlap, but not not a big deal. Like okay. yeah, so our can have you. You can each have your own place yeah, for a whole mean, month. Absolutely, that'll we'll be just, nice. Two flats in Berlin. Oh, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Or just have it's yeah. kind of a baller move to have two flats. Yeah, you could have your yeah, friends over. Maybe yeah, maybe something. family will come. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yes, yeah, so the exact same method, just a different app. So I guess my advice to everyone would be download all the apps. We even we I mean we had even resorted to printing out our little CV and we were going to like start handing it out. Sean was going to have it as a barber station. Mm. Be like, Hey, anyone see it? This is what we're looking for. Um, however, thankfully I just managed to send it to the right person and she replied and we were the only people to see the flat. She was like, I didn't even schedule anyone to see the flat. Like, yeah, I, I really agree that putting yourself out there at, with like a search offer is worth Because I also found, this is many, many years ago and not in Berlin, but I found a shared apartment when I, like one of my first 
jobs wasn't even a job was an internship but anyway i was looking for a place and i literally put an ad in the newspaper the printed newspaper wow and an old lady who who was living in her apartment but she had like two apartments in the same building that were hers and the top one was a shared apartment but she basically managed to live there like she was basically managing like i only want nice people and she only did this by replying to search ads so she never put an offer anywhere not on the internet not in the newspaper she only replied to people who said hey i'm looking for a place and so that's how i found that place and your stories are a little bit similar now yeah and i just think most people don't do this most people only reply to offers so you're already like one step ahead if you're putting yourself out there saying like hey i'm looking for something yeah and i know it's it's mentioned so many times but it really does become a full-time job like mm -hmm. i was waking up checking immobile and scout checking the gates kasuch checking facebook and even klein and Zeigen. so i was alternating between four apps mm -hmm. at any given moment and yeah i mean you just kind of gotta time it right and and just hope for the best yeah yeah and you um I think your strategy of going into temporary leases mm -hmm. at first is also right. Even if you definitely want to stay for the rest of your life, which I don't know if anyone can say that, but even mm -hmm. if you wanted to do that, I would do the first few months, if not years like this, because at that point you will have Shufa mm -hmm. and the permanent job and like all the things that you really need if you really want to have your own permanent lease, it'll just be easier. Yeah. That was a side point about these two flats that we got. They didn't even ask us for anything. Like, we didn't even have work. Lucky because you're so, you're so nice. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't it really know. pays to be nice. Like, yeah. I just, they were like, we like you. <laughs> you can have our flat. I'm like, this could have been so bad for them yeah we could be we could like, be bad we could we, be bad we could be like squatters like we could have been like this mufflet now but <laughs> no like we're paying them every month and we're taking care of the space like it's our own home and no deposit they didn't ask for yeah no, okay well, yeah deposit. a deposit but it wasn't even like first month last month it was half okay. of the month's rent like i don't know these people might have immobile and scout but do they have charisma <laughs> <laughs> nice nice Okay, so you're here. Yes. You're you're housed. You have a job. Mm -hmm. um, what else do you want to share? What about learning German? Is that on your master plan somewhere? I yes. think both of us would love to speak German. And now that winter is upon us, we just perhaps don't we'll, it. we'll dig deep. But I will say for myself, I was very fired up about it when I first got here and I had a lot of momentum, but I wasn't in the workforce. Um, and then once I did get into the workforce, I realized that I have almost never needed it at my job. Yeah, I was going to ask, what about your job? Like, I, people, I think do you for, have clients who are like, this is what I want, but they yeah, I tell think, you in German? I think this entire time, maybe four people have, have spoke like no English. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really is not a problem, uh, most of the time, which is a shame. Uh, I know with Spanish, most of what I have learned, the little bit that I have learned has been in sink or swim situations. So I wish there were more, uh, to practice German. 
Uh, but I think a, a Deutsch course is in our, our future for sure. Okay. Yeah. I was even thinking today, I was like, we should, one week in winter, just take an intensive everyday type thing. I think that would be better for me just to have that. Okay. We're focusing on German this Kickstart. full week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a few things we can say. And it's funny because now I'm even starting to like think in German. So I was even having this realization yesterday. Like instead of going, oh no, I'm going nine. Like, nine. like my, my thought process is, no, this is the like the language that I'm absorbed in or at least attempting to be. And so, yeah, it's funny how certain like mannerisms are coming out just from having been exposed to them. So yeah, we fall into the so and genau, like every now and then. Yeah. But it is interesting if you think about it. I mean, everybody knows this, but it's kind of crazy that you can move to Berlin and more or less fully participate in society without knowing any German. Yeah. It's kind of I mean, I mean you do suffer obviously because it's going to be harder to make friends and there's going to be situations, I'm sure, where it's like, ah, it would have been useful to speak German here. But it's not like life sucks. <laughs> no, yeah, that hasn't been our experience. Like, there are certain situations when, of course, I'm like, man, I wish I knew more. So if I just wanted to call spontaneously to make a reservation as a, at a restaurant, like, who knows? Maybe the person that answers doesn't speak English. So then mm-hmm. I would have to quickly adjust to German or even making medical appointments, you know, just mm-hmm. spontaneously calling and saying, hey, can you, do you offer treatment to public insurance? So there are a few things that I want to be able to just get by on my own as mm-hmm. opposed to having to ask a friend to help me or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the only things I I consistently miss about the States is just the chattiness. Like we're from the American oh, South, yeah. so we're always chit-chatting. And I I mean, I'm sure culturally there's still some reservations, but I think there'd be a lot more opportunities if we spoke German. So yeah. little things, the little things in yeah. life, I'm sure you will be enhanced change, soon. You could, soon. Yeah, on the subway, imagine you could be like, hey, nice sneakers. Where'd you get those? Cool newspaper stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I'm looking at your uh, master plan slash mind map. What else do you want to mention? Social social life is actually a big topic here. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the aspects that was so appealing about moving because, again, we lived in a very rural, small town. I think it was 3,000 people in mm-hmm. the town that we were living in. So opportunities to spontaneously do something were not so available to us. So now we really just enjoy the cultural opportunities, the just funky random spady like parties that are happening it's just so so cool to just be able to walk outside of my front door and see 10 beautiful moments and then see an array of people that maybe when i was back home i was the token like oh the spanish girl when i'm not from spain my background is mexican so it is kind of cool to see that there's so many cultures and so many different types of backgrounds mm-hmm. just happening and living at the same time. Um, so that's been really, really rewarding in moving here. Yeah. And of course, there are so many horror stories about people feeling that they can't make friends. And I'm sure that they're, those are valid situations. But I think we've been fortunate 
enough. I, both of our jobs have keep us in contact with lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning that you get out of it what you put into it. If you're a bit outgoing, even if it seems maybe uncomfortable at first, um, there's definitely many rich friendships to to make. Yeah, I mean, I know a few weeks back, um, one of my dear friends who works in marketing strategy as a freelancer um, was collaborating with the Coffee Week Berlin And at that time, I was able to participate with many of the events and be there. And just the amount of people that were so forthcoming and just willing to engage with you and go to events and do things together, it it was really nice and refreshing, honestly, because we had this idea that we're going to get there and we're not going to make any friends and it's going to be so difficult. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, things have been nice where, like Sean said, um, if you are making the attempt to genuinely connect with people because I feel like sometimes in big cities, friendships can be transactional. Like I'm only with you because I can get this or Mm -hmm. you can help me with this project that I'm doing or whatever. But if you're genuinely approaching it from a human standpoint of, I want to make a connection with this person and let's see what happens. It's been quite beneficial and we've been able to find a family away from our family which has been really nice. You guys are so American. It's it's a lot, but it's also beautiful. <laughs> yes, and we do have German friends. I, I wanted to make that 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 point. Like, yes, we have made friends that are born and raised Berliners, but they've been really welcoming, which That's is awesome. cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Navigating the city is another point on your mind map. Yeah. I mean, we already learned you love the I not love driving. The you didn't U-Bahn. sign up for any of the drive share pick up a car that's on the street scooters scooters no yeah scooters yes. you like sco- but that's even more dangerous it. than driving <laughs> those things are dangerous <laughs> well i haven't gotten into an accident yet you do yeah. know there's no settlements here if you that's that's perfectly fine i assume all risk when i am behind those bars. she is the risk no, <laughs> no I'm, She's very safe. I'm a good driver when i'm on the scooter um yeah so we got the deutschland ticket which has been so nice mm-hmm. just yeah it's amazing yeah it's i mean it's new as new to us as it is to you because that d- didn't used to exist um i actually don't have it because when i travel it's usually far enough that i want to take the fast trains the ice and this doesn't this only covers the slow trains yeah. and in berlin i never take almost never take public transport i i cycle everywhere um, exclusively cycling pretty much so if you had to go from vetting to Tempelhof, you'd cycle yes i love cycling and then if i do if there's some big reason i mean sometimes i take the subway but it's not often enough that it you know it's i don't know mm-hmm. i spend 10 15 euros on the subway a month yeah, no. and then sometimes i mean if i'm if i'm going somewhere far and it's raining and i'm with the dog and i'm lazy then I will take one of those cars, you know, that you can just pick up. Wow. And, or if I have to transport something. Um, so I don't use the Deutschland ticket, but I still am a believer. Like, I think it's amazing, especially if you're new, because you can... Big time. You can, you can go to Potsdam on the weekend. You can go to Brandenburg. You can go to the other end of Germany if you want, if you're willing to take the slow trains. Yeah. It's great. No, we really, we've really enjoyed it. And it's... It's just mind-blowing when we talk to people back home and they're like, what? You pay like $50 and you get to go wherever you want? Like, 
Yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. We also really love the uh, the trains directly to the airport. Um, it's great just being mm-hmm. able to walk downstairs for those who are new to Berlin. All you have to do is walk downstairs and then you can get on the train to the city. So From the airport? Mm-hmm. I, I find the train situation at BER airport catastrophic. It depends on the terminal, I think. One of the terminals is fine because yeah, oh, you're yeah, right there. Course. But the terminal other terminal, <laughs> you literally, it's a brand new airport. You literally have to go outside, out of the terminal, yeah, okay. into the rain. There's no roof. Okay. Across okay. the street, there's like buses and shit. Back into the other terminal and then go downstairs. How would you, why would you plan an airport like that? That How makes much time no sense. have you spent at like JFK and LaGuardia? Those are... Absolute or, chaos. Or or Orlando. Oh my god. No it's, time. It's None. chaos. It's, okay, but those those are old airports. And the, <laughs> the two the two airports that Berlin used to have were also old, so whatever flaws they had, fine. But BER was like the big project, took them <laughs> 70 years to complete. And and that's the best they could do. You yeah, have like, to walk build out a tunnel. <laughs> yes, build a tunnel. A tunnel or two stops, one for each terminal, or a yeah. bus or something. I don't know. We're coming from a point of extreme gratitude because anytime we wanted to take an international flight back home, we'd have to ask someone. How many times have you gone back home? You just got here. I'm saying like when we lived in the States, if we wanted to fly internationally, we either had to have someone drop us off two hours by car to Mm -hmm. the airport or take our car and leave it parked there. And then... And here you can take the subway. Here we can just or take the S-bahn. The, like, it's amazing. Like, for us, I think it really is a matter of perspective and maybe what you had before compared mm-hmm. to what you have now. But this is fantastic. Yeah. And we love it. Like, when we came to Berlin, we even rented a car and drove all the way up to New York. So that was like a nine-hour trip just to get onto an international flight to get here. If you're if you're arriving to Terminal One, you're in luck. You just have to go downstairs. <laughs> so terminal the story. Two, 50, just 50. forget it. Just 50, forget 50. it if you're in Terminal Two. So final words. Uh, what I mean? Do you feel like we shared? Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm impressed. Uh, you have it figured out. Nah, no. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say everybody. That, but... I hope you took notes. There'll be show notes. We'll link to the um, to the mind map. Um, I think you fit in very well in Germany because we love planning and like, you know, making a plan, carrying it out. But what do you want to share that we haven't talked about yet? Something that is very, very important to me is that travel can be accessible, not only for those who are elite or seeking luxury travel. I think both Sean and I come from not not that I think I know that both Sean and I come from quite poor backgrounds with single mothers and just the opportunity to be able to travel. It should be accessible to everyone. And I think our move is kind of a depiction of that because by no means did we do anything the luxury route. By no means did we... I don't know. I just feel like the opportunity is there if you are willing to do diligent research, save for a a number of times. We made lots of sacrifices in order to save to come here. So I just think that's kind of important is to make travel accessible and, and something that it is obtainable to those who maybe come from lesser means 
It doesn't have to be something that you only see on the TV or that only certain people are able to enjoy those benefits. So I would like to make myself available. I mean, if anyone listens to this and has sincere questions and are just curious as to what routes to take, like, absolutely, I'll drop my email or anything. So Discord, we have a Discord. Yeah, I would join it and, and just try to help out because I think it's something that can be possible. You just have to do a little bit of work, but it can happen for you.